Welcome to episode 18 of the Travel and Adventure Photography School podcast. I'm your host, Robert Massey. Thank you so much for joining me here today. This week, we are going to talk about something that I've always found true with photography and is an important idea to help you understand what you are purchasing with your camera gear. We are going to talk about two of the things I look at really closely when looking at camera gear and companies, and that I think are just as critical as the camera body itself. So often I hear people debating about new cameras and the tech they have and how they're investing in this camera body or that camera body, but to me, these people are kind of missing the point of camera equipment. There is such a focus on which camera body to buy that people often forget about all the other aspects of camera equipment. You are buying into an ecosystem, not just one camera body. But what do I mean by that? Well, camera ecosystems are comprised of all the parts of a camera. The camera body, the camera lenses, the lighting equipment, the ergonomics, the menu system, and so many more little intangibles. But there's a tendency to focus on just the camera body and its specs especially by people who are just starting to purchase their first camera or are making the jump into a professional-grade body. To me, this is just crazy. Because you aren't really investing in a camera body, you're investing in an entire ecosystem that you will likely be using for years to come. It can be a huge, huge purchase. Let's start by talking about the most obvious part of this ecosystem. Lenses. Because if you turn into like most photographers, you will likely change over your camera body once every two to four years. But you likely won't be doing that with the lenses a company produces. Mostly, once you have bought a certain high quality lens, you will keep using that lens until it breaks, or the company produces a substantial upgrade. But those don't tend to happen very often. This is something very important to think about when you are choosing which camera to purchase. You need to think about the lenses available for the camera you are buying and the lenses that may be available in the future. So if you're going to invest in a Canon R camera that uses the RF lens mount, you're investing mostly in the Canon RF mount and their new lenses. Although Canon does make an adapter for you to have access to all their EF glass as well. It's the same with Sony's A series, Nikon Z series, or any other camera company. When you buy their camera, you're buying into their lens mount and the R&D, the research and development, they put into those lenses and that mount. Now, there is a caveat to this, and it's that you can get adapters that allow you to use any lens on any camera body. But I've mostly found these adapters do a poor job of keeping up with how native lenses function on their native camera bodies. Essentially, what I mean is that a Canon lens on a Canon camera is going to produce better results than a Sony lens on a Canon body or a Canon lens on a Sony body. Basically, keeping your gear within their intended lens mount helps image quality. Right now, if you're looking to buy a full-frame mirrorless camera that has a massive range of lenses available to it, you should be looking straight at Sony and their fantastic Alpha series. They've had five plus years to develop a massive lens arsenal that covers the gamut for photographers. Canon, Nikon, and others are just now playing catch-up to this lens lineup, and they've got a fair amount of ground to make up. But if you look deeper, there are two really interesting things going on in the world of lenses that are worth thinking about beyond just how many lenses a company currently has on the market. First up is the L-Mount Alliance. The L-Mount Alliance is a partnership between Leica, Sigma, and Panasonic designed to provide photographers with one unified lens mount. 
Developed by Leica, the L-mount allows photographers to combine lenses and camera bodies made by any of the three partner companies. So this means you could use a Leica camera body with L-mount lenses made by Leica or Sigma or Panasonic. You could use Sigma's Fovian sensor cameras with Leica or Panasonic lenses. This is a revolutionary breakthrough in how camera companies operate. Because in the digital age, there has only been one other time something like this has happened. And it was during the development of the Micro Four Thirds camera system when Panasonic and Olympus teamed up. But this is so much broader because there are now three companies involved and a variety of camera sizes and styles, not just one Micro Four Thirds system. The L-Mount Alliance is trying to make you think twice about buying into one of the other camera companies by opening up your options to not just one developer, but three, including one of the most renowned camera manufacturers ever. So you could have access to Leica glass and buy a Panasonic body. It's just an amazing option for photographers to think about when they're thinking about investing into a camera ecosystem. The second interesting thing happening in lenses right now is Canon's full-on dive into the RF mount. A few months ago, Canon announced they were no longer making EF mount lenses and their focus was entirely on RF lenses. Canon is making full use of this newly revived R&D focus by producing some of the most innovative lenses we've seen from a major manufacturer in a while. This includes totally rebuilding the 70-200 f2.8 to make it smaller and lighter and building a never-before-seen 28-70 f2 that has amazing sharpness across the board. Both of these lenses are available on the market today. They've also announced a slew of interesting unique lenses never before seen on the market, some of which seem a bit strange for professionals, but maybe really, really good for amateurs or people looking to travel more with their equipment, like their new 100-500 f4 to 7.1 lens. That could be really interesting for travel depending on the size it is and the quality of it, stuff like that. What this all says about Canon right now is they are building and innovating new ways to use the mirrorless system's advantages that they couldn't do with the EF mount. So why am I talking with you about this? Because you need to think about the future of the mount you're buying into as well as the current camera body. If you are wanting the latest and greatest tech, you will need a company that will keep innovating. However, this is also a fantastic opportunity to buy into other camera systems as professionals sell off their kits, and buy into new gear. If you don't necessarily need the latest and the greatest of what's out there, you can get some amazing lenses and bodies for a fraction of the cost. So that's the first bit about camera ecosystems that is really important to think about. The lenses that will be available now and going forwards. The second part of this ecosystem is the ergonomics. Most camera manufacturers have a way they build their cameras. And that feeling will not change substantially. You can pick up a Canon, and for the most part, they feel like a Canon. Same with Nikon, Sony, and a number of other companies. It's one of the most underrated features of buying a certain brand. The way that they feel. And for the most part, that feeling will not change substantially from camera to camera. The ergonomics is not something that a lot of people consider before dropping a lot of money on a new camera. They're more worried about the specs. But in my experience, for those of us traveling with our gear and exploring with it, we need something that feels like an extension of our hands. We need something that doesn't slow us down or make us think about it. 
And if you buy a camera that constantly makes you think about where the buttons are or where settings are, you are going to regret it. One of the things that is very important is how that camera feels in your hands. If you can reach the dials comfortably while shooting and how intuitive it is for you to use. This is one of the things that makes Fujifilm's X-Series so appealing to so many people. They have fantastic ergonomics and an intuitive handling system that simply just makes them fun to shoot on. Routinely, I hear about people picking up these cameras and never going back to what they used to shoot on because they feel so good to them. This is how you want your camera to feel. So good that you never want to put it down. So, if you have the opportunity to hold a few different cameras before making that big purchase, you should. The ergonomics could make a huge difference between you wanting to carry that camera and you leaving it behind at home. So, those are two of the big things you need to consider beyond just the specs of a new camera body. Because really, that new camera body is great and all, but you are really investing into the glass a company produces and the way that company feels. Because you'll be able to upgrade that new camera body every couple of years. And there's always new innovations coming out for camera bodies. But glass is glass. High quality glass, lenses that shoot sharp, shoot fast, create beautiful images, haven't really changed substantially. There's some innovative things happening right now, but once you buy a lens, you're really going to stick with it. You can always switch that camera body over a couple of years down the road when there's a new one that comes out. One last thing to say in this is this. If you've ever spent any time around photographers, the inevitable debate around camera companies and brands comes up. People will argue that Sony is better, or Canon, or Nikon, or whoever they use is the best for whatever reason. These fights are often childish and rather useless. Because no one company is unilaterally better than any other company. Each camera company produces different styles and types of cameras. They have the things they do very, very well, the things they don't do as well. It's not brand specific. There are trade-offs to everything. So don't listen to the badgering trolls who tell you that X camera company sucks and this one is so much better. Go looking for a camera ecosystem that suits your needs and your budget as a photographer. Go and hold a couple. Feel how they shoot and look at the raw files they produce. This will tell you so much more about the images you as the photographer can produce with that camera than an internet troll ever will. Buying a camera, buying into a camera ecosystem is an incredibly personal thing. A lot of us won't have the money to be switching in and out of camera brands, buying a ton of lenses, buying a ton of different bodies. We really just want something that's going to work for us. It's your money. It's your art. Don't let some internet troll tell you otherwise and try to convince you to use what they like. Use what you like. All right, that's it for today, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me. I really hope this really quick dive into camera ecosystems and the factors of lenses and ergonomics were helpful for you to understand camera companies, their systems, and possibly a big purchase in the near future. If you know of something you would like to learn more about moving forwards, please let me know by getting a hold of us on Instagram at Travel Adventure Photo School, 
on Facebook at Travel and Adventure Photography School or through the website at travelandadventurephotographyschool.com. And if you're on a platform that allows it, please leave us a review. This really helps us out to grow the community and help others to see the podcast. Thanks so much for being here with me today and for taking the time to learn something new for yourself. Let's adventure soon, everyone. Bye for now.